Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Mark Weiser, UJ beat writer for the Banner Herald with Ryan Dennis, sports editor of the Banner Herald. And Ryan, we are two and a half weeks until Georgia Clemson and Charlotte. 17 days to be exact. What do you got? A little, you got a little number thing you pull off every day? 16, 15? Yeah, you know, I have one of those things like at uh, Christmas time, you know, where you'd uh, have this long string of interlocking whatever and you pull one off every day. And, uh, you know, I would rip one of those off. I used to count down how many days until summer vacation. Uh, yeah. But the bad thing about that was I would always start uh, on day one of school. <laughs> 179 to go, or whatever it was. All right, we're going to talk about the Bulldogs heading into scrimmage number two on Saturday with a... Uh we're not going to talk to him about the scrimmage, but we're going to talk with the big Bulldogs fan, one Kevin Kisner. Uh, what's he done on the PJ Tour lately? Anything? Yeah, man. He uh, won the Wyndham Championship in a six-player playoff. Man, did you catch that, what they looked like? I did. It was, it was a uh, – first of all, when the schedule scrambled up because of rain, they, they like – Yeah, so they pushed it like uh, – I, I think uh, the, the final two started at like 1030, right? Or maybe they had three in a group. Yeah. But I couldn't find it anywhere. No, no. So I was watching it on uh, PGATour.com or whatever. Whatever, and then uh, I don't think I was. I think my streaming was getting a little messed up or something. Mm. But I figured that CBS was going to just run it from three to seven and all on tape delay. But I turned it on CBS at three, and guess what? They had it on live. So I thought then. So see, you didn't see it live? No, I didn't. And, right. and I turned on golf, and they were uh, doing like tape delayed golf channel, golf channel yeah, yeah, at yeah. Uh, at yeah. like yeah. you know noon, and they were doing tape delay. And I'm like, this stinks, man. Y'all need to y'all need to show it live as it happens. All right, we'll talk to Kevin. He's uh, going to be gracious enough to join us uh, before he's uh, getting ready, I think, for a pro-am in, uh, <laughs> outside New York City. <laughs> well, he's, uh, you know, first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs and, uh, you know, big time. I mean, he's uh, – I, I, I think it's his third or fourth uh, straight time, hey, you know, uh, he, going he, for the finals, you know. He will be the second uh, PGA Tour player that uh, went to Georgia to join the podcast after Brian Harmon. Uh, so this will, will start a trend. Hopefully we can get uh, every uh, week we'll get a new Georgia Hey, guy. well, you know what? There's so many to pick from now. There's we, 10 we, guys. Uh, you know, there's only 125 that make the FedEx so, Cup playoffs. Somebody, somebody uh, got a card from uh, whatever the the AAA league is called now. Uh, Corn Ferry Tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it was it Grayson Sig? Grayson Sig, yeah, yeah a uh, former Bulldog. We had a story on Grayson a couple months back about how he yeah. uh, he probably would have made it last year if they hadn't altered the schedule because of COVID. All right, well, let's, uh, let's switch it to football before we get to Kevin. Uh, school is starting, by the way, today at Georgia 
uh, as we record this on Wednesday morning, and uh, I felt the traffic coming in here, Ryan. Uh, Did you? The uh, the, yeah. the students uh, are uh, ready for school. Well, they're, I don't know if they're ready, but they're at least it's here. Uh, <laughs> they're at least driving to yeah. whatever. But uh, all right, let's talk about uh, some not great news for Georgia, uh, just because we haven't touched on it since last week. Uh, the Eric Gilbert situation, mm-hmm. as uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to, t- to talk to Kirby since Saturday, but presumably he's still away from the team. Uh, as he's dealing with uh, personal issues, Kirby said, um, you know, obviously you hope he gets things uh, straightened up uh, in terms of, uh, you know, so he can be a, you know, product, just a, so he can be a teammate for, for these guys and, and be around the program. And, uh, you know, obviously had, uh, you know, opted out last season at LSU. And, uh, you know, so before you think about what he can join uh, or bring to the football team, which is a lot as a uh, you know, big target for JT Daniels. You hope he gets things squared away in his personal life. Yeah, I mean, that's the first concern, obviously. Uh, you know, if somebody's, uh, if it's mental health-wise and, and whatnot, uh, you hope that they can get that figured out and straightened out. Um, but two, I mean, you were looking at Eric Gilbert as a guy that would come in and uh, produce for an injured George Pickens, you know. They moved him kind of from a tight end to a to a more receiver role, which, I mean, kind of fits his uh, – yeah, what did he lose? Like 15 pounds, 20 pounds from where, where he was at LSU. Slender – you know, gotten a little more slender and was going to move in there and kind of be uh, kind of be more of a receiver. And you were expecting, you know, him to be the guy that could, could fill in for a, for a lost pickings to go along with, you know, Darnell Washington at tight end, maybe Jermaine Burton and other receivers out there. So uh, a big hit for the Bulldogs, but hopefully – for their sake, he can uh, get right, get back out on the field, and uh, be the productive guy he was as a freshman at LSU. Um, isn't it Eric? Is Eric? I, I don't know. We need to go to the pronunciation guide. I do believe it's like Eric, but um, you know, we, we, we have Scott Howard pronounce it on the website. I do believe we should pull that up. Oh, does he? I think so. Really? I don't know if that's out yet, but there is a pronunciation guide, and, and we got the media guide right here. Maybe I should peruse it while uh, while you. Uh, oh yeah, talk for us. Ryan texted me that he got a media a hard copy media guide that he's uh, now manhandling. Which uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one home, aren't I? Uh, yeah, I need one too, though. Where where can I find one? Uh, Claude Felton, you might want to email him and ask yeah, him for that. Yeah. yeah. All right, you don't. It's not really great programming or, or uh, listening to be uh, having Ryan thumbing through the uh, media guide as he looks for the pronunciation. Well, I do know that uh, "scene" is pronounced uh, like that, not like our movie theater in the back of downtown. Mm, okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, kind of on a uh, another I, note. D- nope. Found it, and you are right. It is a reek. Okay. All right. Well, good for you. Good hopefully, for you. hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance uh, down the road to to speak to Mr. Gilbert on a uh, in person deal, not on a Zoom call, and uh, we can get him with the proper pronunciation. You know what? This reminds me. This is way off a tangent uh, since we're talking about his personal situation. But um, you know, while you hate to see, uh, I don't even want to try it because I'm going to mess it up. Mm. Severe. So, I, I don't remember exactly. Severe Wheeler. <laughs> Severe Wheeler. Uh, before he transferred to Kentucky, a couple of times he uh, kind of um, chastised media members who mispronounced his name, which I get. I mean, you want you want your name to be pronounced properly, but um, you won't have to worry about that next season as he'll, he'll be uh, <laughs> pl- playing for Kentucky and not for yeah, Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, another. Uh, kind of personal issue uh, at Georgia personnel, personal issue. Scott Cochran, as we know, has been away. Uh, Kirby Smart kind of, 
you know, detailed what the plan is for the special teams coaching as Cochran is away um, while he's dealing with uh, some mental health and, uh, you know, his, his becoming, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, work on his well-being and, and that kind of thing. Uh, we know that um, Will Muschamp is on the field. We've seen the practice photos. The practice remains closed. Uh and, uh, you know, he does have a role in special teams, but there's other folks that, that are really have their hands pretty deep in it. Todd Hartley, the tight ends coach uh, who was dealing, uh, you know, already kind of directing the punt unit. Uh, you have Robbie Disher that came over from Louisiana Lafayette, uh, ran their special teams, and they, they did very well in the return game. Uh, he's kind of the coach of the coaches, Kirby uh, terms it, which I, I think he kind of used in the past on some of these um, you know, analyst type guys. Uh, and um, so, you know, Kirby himself is involved a lot. And, and as Kirby says, as the head coach uh, at South Carolina and Florida, Will Muschamp already was pretty involved in the special teams. Ryan, are you, uh, is there any impact on the field uh, by all, uh, you know, by, by Cochran being gone or was really kind of a team effort to begin with? I mean, you know, it all seems like all hands on deck right now as far as getting that right. I'm not even sure that the benefit of Will Muschamp on the field is going to come in the special team side, right? I mean, with his knowledge of defenses, what could he do to, you know, help out there is my thinking. And, you know, uh, you know when you got a former head coach in, in him and you got what Todd Hartley worked with special teams was in Miami uh, and all, you know, it, it's, it seems like a, a thing where – you know they're gonna put all their heads together and uh, and do whatever they can to to get that right. But again, I think Will Muschamp's biggest benefit of being the on-field coach is how he can help out uh, on that side of the ball. All right, one more thing uh, before we bring on Kevin for our interview. Ryan, I'm disappointed again. Uh, you ready? At me? You ready? Dis- yeah, because the, the Bojangles thing. Uh, I was waiting for kind of you to reciprocate that last time, and you didn't. And this time, JT Daniels gets a Zaxby's deal. Oh yeah. I mean, you could have bought some Zaxby's last night, and just you know, microwaved it, brought it in here for some morning, uh, you know, deliciousness. Doesn't Zaxby's do breakfast? Do they? They? I don't even. I, mean, know. I think they tried it, and then it kind of disappeared. I but I thought they brought it back. But it might be pull, pull select that up location. On your, pull, pull that up on laptop. Tell I'll me look it up in this uh, media guide here that's still in my lap. Um, <laughs> but I tried it once, and it was like a spicy chicken finger on a biscuit. And, it, it, you know, it was okay. JT Daniels is uh, Zaxby's uh, college NIL ambassador. <laughs> and uh, I mean, know. it seemed to fit, right? I mean, Zaxby's two minutes down the road, really in Watkinsville. But, yeah, they're, you know, in Athens uh, Corporation. Corporate office uh, is in. You're saying it's Watkinsville? I thought it's in. Isn't that on in Athens? On uh, it's right there. Research? No, no, no. It's over. Um, it's uh, right next to like 316 in that business park area. There's a quick trip next to it, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's right there, pretty much on the border of of Athens and and uh, and Oconee County. So technically not Athens. All right, according to uh, the Google search, Zaxby's does not currently serve breakfast. Uh, it's planning to add some breakfast items in menus uh, at selected locations. That's a detail as of, of February 2021. So. so let me ask you this. So we get JT Daniels after a game, right, now with the new NIL laws. 
does he come up there no, with, with a Zaxby's no, cup and no, set it kind of no, like the Coke no. bottle? Now, who is uh, Georgia's official chicken sponsor? Do they have one? Is, uh, is, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's rotated. Uh, they used to serve the like, chicken. <laughs> no, they, didn't they used to serve raising canes like uh, after games and stuff, uh, uh, yeah. like at basketball and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But um, here, here's a question. If you uh, had asked JT Daniels, say, after the spring game, if you just you know did a little chit-chat, and you asked him about his favorite kind of, mm-hmm. and, and he, you know, I, I can't remember. I'm sure you hear guys that aren't from the South are talking about, uh, you know, I, I love Chick Fil A and that kind of thing. Do you think uh, Zaxby's is really his go-to before they came in with him he and threw a lot like, of money? He seems like he'd be more of a kava guy, that new Mediterranean oh uh, joint. Doesn't that seem like you know, get a little hummus? Uh, so uh, yeah, I think you're being a little stereotypical of California uh, culture. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm. You know, I think I had to do a story. By the way, I had to do a story on Zaxby's a few years back, and it's far west. I mean, they have some in uh, maybe Salt Lake City, or maybe it's Nevada. No, they don't. I wrote the story yesterday about JT, uh, uh, you know, being partnered with Zaxby's, and uh, you know, I searched up on their website if they have any in, in LA or near LA, and it was a zero, nothing. Yeah, Nevada, I think, or, or it might even be Salt Lake City. Is as far uh, it's the only it's like the only place west of Houston. Speaking of kava, by the way, mm-hmm. we've already eaten there because uh, yeah. got, got our hands on a little sneak sneak preview thing where they gave out some free food on the day before. I heard the it was really good. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what, what did it replace? Uh, Zoe's Kitchen, maybe. Kind yeah. of the same uh, thing. Zoe's Kitchen. All right. One more thing about this: uh, the Zaxby's JT Daniels deal. Um, so part of the deal is he's supposed to like hook up his teammates with, like in this deal, I don't think it's necessarily money, but it's probably a lot of free um, chicken and and food. But uh, he is doing a trading card deal where he's signing. Uh, I can't remember the figures, but he part of his I think fifty percent of his his money maybe is going to teammates. Uh, look at my my story, the banner. Okay. I don't have it up in front of me, but. So he's trying to include them because he's going to be making so much more money in the NIL space than they are. That's interesting. Yeah. I, so you. I mean, you look, said he'd be paid out in chicken. That cracked me up. <laughs> like I'm imagining like what some of them would do for. I, I mean, maybe know, maybe a thing of skittles. Or I, something. I'm thinking like maybe Zaxby's would be like, look, here's here's some like you know free cards you know hand them out in your locker room i don't know huh that's interesting i don't know so so i can't imagine that uh what a call your perno is that uh the, the lady uh, in charge of uh yep, yep. of uh food and nutrition and whatnot she can't be like you know jt i don't want you going every day to zaxby's to get a uh, kicking chicken sandwich or anything like that that's not you're gonna you're gonna i mean i think up. they're allowed a cheat meal or or, or, okay. or, or two or three so <laughs> all right hey uh, let's bring on kevin all right kevin? yeah this will be fun i'm excited kevin kivner coming on the uh pga tour champion from last weekend All right, joining us now is the four-time PGA Tour winner, fresh off a win at the Wyndham Championships in Greensboro, Kevin Kisner. Kevin, appreciate you uh, jumping on with us here. Yeah, good to be on with you guys. Hope you're doing well. We are, We and I know uh, you're coming off a big weekend, and you got another uh, rolling into another tournament this week. I guess uh, kind of take us back to uh, Sunday, your six-man playoff. What's your mindset when that thing starts uh having been in, in five previous playoffs and uh, you know, playing well, but, but uh, you know, a lot of guys there uh, standing there with you at the end. Yeah, I would have said before we started that my odds of winning my first playoff weren't very good in, in this one either. So uh, it was a 
was an interesting ending to the tournament. Never thought the 15 under was going to be good enough. I, I just assumed that I was out of it when I didn't birdie 15 on the back nine and uh, made that birdie on 16. And noticed that nobody behind me was really going that much lower, so I knew I still had a chance. So, um, fortunate enough that Adam didn't make that putt to win the tournament, I was already assumed that the tournament was over in the first playoff hole. And then to uh, mouse right back and then have a chance to win and knock it in on the next one was, was extremely gratifying. What do you call that thing? A hit and giggle? Yeah, it's like uh, well, what you do at your home club late in the evenings or something. Everybody, everybody just says, "Let's go play together." Man, that was a lot. Giggle. A lot of people walking off. You, you hit that shot in there uh, on that on that last playoff hole, man. How good did that feel? You had the leg kick, a little twirl working. You know, I mean, when that comes off the club, what's that feeling like? Well, I had a perfect number, and then obviously I draw the ball, and the pin was back left, so it was a perfect situation. Downhill slow, people, you know, TV doesn't do it justice how, how big of a downhill lie I had, but uh, I think that's kind of where the leg kick came from more than I pulled the shot off. I was just trying to hit. Um, but, you know, as soon as you as I touched it, I knew it was going to be reasonably close to the hole, and, and uh, it, it was just one of those shots that you envision before you walk in, you had a perfect number, and then you pull it off, and uh, you just hoping that nothing weird happens and, and it gets in there snug snug enough so that you can knock it in. The FedEx playoffs uh, open this week with, with the Northern Trust, uh, which is in Jersey City, which I, I guess is just right outside New York City. I mean, I guess you, you maybe played a practice round. Um, you know, what's the skyline look like there? What, what do you think of that course and, and uh, being in, in, you know, around the Big Apple there for, for this uh, tournament? It's uh, a great golf course. I played here in the President's Cup in 2017, and then I think the playoffs were here in 2019 as well. So, well, very familiar with the golf course. The skyline's as spectacular as you can get playing, you know, holes looking at the Statue of Liberty. Uh, just an awesome project that they pulled off here in uh, in Jersey. So, um, it's a it's a great golf course. We're looking forward to the to a great week here and getting ready to roll out there and play a little pro am. So. How, how do these playoffs, I mean, obviously you got the four majors, you got some other big events, the players. You know, wh- where do these playoffs stack up, uh, you know, when you look at your calendar and, and your, your year as on the tour? Well, the biggest prize in golf is the <laughs> FedEx Cup Championship. So uh, you can't win it if you're not in the playoffs, and you can't win it if you don't make it to East Lake. So those are huge goals of mine to start the year, obviously. And, and last week was a big jump up the standings to, uh, to have a chance to win it. So. Uh, with the points being, I think, four times the amount of a regular season event, you can really fly up the, up the board if you play well here, even if you didn't play well during the season. So it is the ultimate playoffs and uh, makes the prize that much bigger in these three events. You mentioned the President's Cup there and, of course, the Ryder Cup this year, and I think you've, you've lobbied for it and especially made a, a good statement the other day with, with the big win. But playing for you know the USA and, and, and that event you know, particularly – well, what does that mean to, to represent the country and the atmosphere that comes with uh, with international events like that? Well, in our sport, it's the only chance you have to play a team, team game. And, and uh, growing up as a kid, I played every sport and played team sports and really loved it and, and never really dreamed that golf was going to be the one until I realized that I was going to be 5'10 and 160 pounds and realized that I probably need to stick, stick with golf. So uh, I love the atmosphere. I love the camaraderie. I love pulling for other guys and, and trying to, uh, to to help the team win and obviously represent the country the greatest thing you can do as an American. So uh, it would be a, a dream come true, but I'm not going to get too wrapped up in it. I've, I've been close, you know, the last three or four years and, and haven't gotten picked. So 
Um, no reason to get your hopes up too too big. And if you play well and take care of your business, then good things will happen. Hey, I didn't uh, get a chance to listen to it, but I saw some kind of tease on, on Twitter. Uh, I guess you maybe did a Barstool uh, podcast, and, and I saw they, they were talking about something about going to Wendy's after the, the win. Is that is that what happened? And I was starving. I hadn't eaten since breakfast, and I did all the uh, all the winning stuff and pictures and, and the things for Wyndham that they wanted and uh, jumped in the car. and decided, I was going to go to New York, but then I decided after I won that I'd go home and see my family, so I was I was driving back to Aiken, and and first exit I saw was Wendy's, and I pulled in there, and I was like, man, I should put this on Instagram or something. I just went to a tour event, rolling through a Wendy's drive-thru at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Baconator guy? Baconator was good. (laughs) The funniest part was I I thought it was like something brand new because I hadn't been to Wendy's in so long, and obviously I was wrong on that one. So ten ten former Bulldogs, uh, I think, made the FedEx Cup. Uh, you know those guys. You know Harris and Russell Henley and all, and you know uh, a lot of guys, of course, uh, in the playoffs. What does that say about the program? And you know, do y'all ever uh, see each other at tournaments and, and talk about you know Bulldog camaraderie and whatnot? Oh yeah, we see each other all the time. In fact, over at the British Open, we all stayed in the same hotel. And there was. Uh, a lot of COVID regulations and restrictions over there, so we ended up having dinner almost every night. Uh, and one night we got rolling on telling old Coach Hack and Coach Douglas stories and laughing our faces <laughs> off. It was a lot of fun. So we see each other all the time, and, and I'm just uh, blown away at all the success that, that the guys from the program have had on tour. We're obviously the best represented on the PGA Tour, and, and uh, we like to call it the UGA Tour. <laughs> I think ten of one twenty-five, and it's the most that one school's ever had, Mark, in the uh, in the in the playoffs at one time. That's pretty cool. Did you happen to hear from uh, get a text from Kirby or anything after the, the big win over the weekend? I know he's busy uh, with with scrimmages and preseason practice and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I talked to Kirby on Sunday night, and uh, we uh, we talk a lot. He's a good dude. I try try to stay out of his his way. I know he's busy and he stays out of mine when he knows I'm busy, but. Uh, always bouncing ideas off each other and i'm always uh asking if anything i can do to help them and uh, we had a lot of fun together let's let's go back to 2005 you're here in athens i think uh coming off a uh, a national championship for the bulldogs and you get back in town i think y'all were in baltimore is that where they y'all won the championship that year? yeah it's actually where we're where we're playing next week there you go playoffs so so you know that course well, but when, when y'all roll back into Athens, wh- where did you hit up? Where where are you going to celebrate a, a big national championship victory in Athens? Oh man, I can't even. You know, when we got back, school was out, so nobody was in town. Uh, we 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 had to stay for a month after school was out uh, to, to play in regionals and and the national championship. Um, but I, I don't even recall where we went. I'm sure General Bogarts was on there and. City Bar, which I'm not even sure if it's still around. So uh, we we probably we probably blew it up pretty good. <laughs> How about nowadays when you guys get back? I mean, uh, maybe you guys can pick up a, a you know check uh, now or then uh, more than you did back then. Uh, you, where do you guys uh, hang out? Uh, where do you go when, when you're in town for a game? You know, usually we we roll in just on game basis. I live in Aiken, only a couple hours away, and uh, I try to try to get around to all the tailgates to all my my buddies that that still do the whole shooting shebang of of uh setting up tents and showing up at 6 a.m and i, I kind of roll in and just steal drinks from all of them so um i don't really go uh i like the new little sushi joint right there downtown i've been to that what's that chuck's, chuck's, or, chuck's fish yeah, yeah. i guess chuck yeah that's a great spot and uh 
you know, normally David Dukes hooks me up a little room right there at his new Spring Hill Suite. So uh, just just roll on down to the stadium. So um, it's amazing what bartering with golf clubs can for people that have <laughs> hotels and cool things in Athens. I haven't been to Chuck's Fish uh, yet, Mark, but when I do, I'm going to drop Kevin's name in there and say, hook me up, <laughs> hook me up with the kid, kid special. They might laugh at you. You probably better drop Kirby's name. <laughs> that would be a good call. Hey, that, this ain't no hobby thing. I know that's kind of become your uh, slogan, trademark, so to speak. What, what were the origins of that? I, I never really understood uh, how, how it came about and uh, you know how you kind of started running with it. Well, it was uh, it was a Wheels Up day at Wingfoot. Wheels Up's been a longtime partner of mine. They had a, uh, a tournament every year where they brought their clients in and, and the golfers that represent their brand on tour come and play with them. And uh, these guys were asking me to play one more hole after the round, and I was had enough tired. And they finally talked me into it. It was like a 230-yard par three, and I hit it hit it in the middle of the green, 20 feet, and. Uh, hit this putt and as it was about halfway to the hole I started walking towards the cart and said this ain't no hobby boys <laughs> and it went dead in the middle and uh, I guess one of them in the group reached out to the barstool guys and told them the story on the podcast and <laughs> you know their audience and, and uh-huh. where it went from there so for the last six seven years that's all I get yelled at at tour events which uh, when you're about four or five over in the round it's not real fun to hear <laughs> you hear a lot of go dogs too out there right a lot of go dogs yeah a lot of go dogs Kevin, how many games do you think you might be able to get to this year for for the Bulldogs? And uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on kind of what do you do? You have any concerns? Are you feeling like this is the year? I, I'm so tired of hearing everybody tell us this is the year. How many times have we heard that? Uh, so I think it's so much like golf that you know you just gotta you gotta go out and do what what you know you you can be successful at and uh, look up in the fourth quarter and see if you got a chance and. You know, I think we'll find out a lot about our team in that first game in uh, Charlotte, which uh, I was hoping to go to, but now I'm hoping not to because that means I'm in the FedEx Cup Tour Championship. So uh, yeah. maybe maybe Kirby will fly me up there in a helicopter again. <laughs> yeah, last year, I think what was it three three Georgia uh, golfers y'all made it to the to the East Lake and no Tech guys. Are you like rubbing it into them a little bit when they uh, when they don't make it, maybe a uh, coocher or something. Well, they're such big dorks. They're not even fun to talk trash to. So uh, it kind of kind of goes with the territory, right? Like um, it would be one thing if it was uh, they were fun and and easy to bust balls on, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Hey, we we don't want to keep you too long. We appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, have a great uh, week there in uh, Jersey slash New York. And uh, appreciate you again joining us. Yeah, good luck, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Go dogs. All right, that was Kevin Kisner. We appreciate uh, him coming on with some good stories. Man, and that's a fun dude, man. You know, he just seems like, seems like a, a guy you'd want to have a beer at. What do you say, Generals or City wait, Bar? I'm thinking, uh, is that the what's the, is that Spicoli from Fast Times that said, uh, <laughs> "Hey, I want to party with you, dude." Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're saying. I would party in a heartbeat with with kids, man. If he if he's in town. At Chuck's Fish, I guess maybe uh, maybe I'll go have a roll of sushi with him, and we can go. Uh, though you see, the difference is he has what two kids now, and I don't have any. So uh, you know, I'm always down to go out and have a drink downtown. He'd probably be like, yeah, "I got to go to bed, I'm tired," and he makes uh, a little more money than I do.
All right, Ryan, uh, let's let's flip the, the subject here. Let's talk a little bit about Warren Erickson in this standpoint, the, mm-hmm. the center for the Georgia Bulldogs injured. Um, they are going to try to work him back into practice using his right hand to snap the ball because his left hand is the one that's injured. The left hand is what he's snapped with. Look, here, here's here's what, what you have to do as a Georgia beat writer. When, when you learn that he had this uh, hand injury and you, you're ready to write about it, you got to pull up because I had no idea. I didn't remember. Got to pull a video of him snapping? Yeah, you got to – is he a righty or a lefty? And then you got to try to – some of these camera angles you can't even tell, but I did determine he was a lefty. Uh, and, um, you know, so they're going to try with the right hand, but I don't know if that's going to work. Is Todd Monkin's offense all out of the shotgun? I mean, most of it? Uh, yeah, most of it. Because, you know, remember that like two years ago when uh, was it Cade Mays that came in and he was either a righty or a lefty? He was different than who do they have at center? I don't know. Galliard, I think. Yeah. And it caused a big thing like they called spin back, you know. That could Trey, be. Trey Hill, maybe it was. A Trey Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, how many things can you do with your opposite hand? Can you putt? Can you. Uh, not much. Um, can you can you bat like a you know in a softball game? Well, I could probably bat left-handed, but I mean, if you're talking about taking a pen and go, you know, writing my name, right. I mean, uh, that's that's tougher. Like eating peas, you, you, can, you can't turn around and putt like that. I, I mean, I could. Can you drive? Wait, oh yeah, like a uh, like a on the golf course. Yeah. Um, no, no, I would uh, I would be totally lost. I think I could bat in baseball. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking about like actually being ambidextrous and like. You know, switching your glove mid-pitch, you know, throw right-handed one batter, left-handed the next. I mean, that's that would not be possible. All right, so uh, if this doesn't work out with a snapping with the other hand, I mean, it's looking more and more like you could have Jamari Salyer as your starting center um, against Clemson. What do, you, what do you think of that? I mean, I think that'll be, you know, well, like I said a couple years ago when they had, <clears throat> excuse me, replacements come in, that'll be – That'd be fine, but that makes you worry. Like, are they that desperate that, you know, that Warren – or is Warren Erickson that well, good of, I mean, I, of a I, center to, that you have to have him snap with his other hand? No. Well, we'll find out. I mean, maybe – maybe. I mean, it's always about with the offensive line, isn't it, about who are our best five. Right. So if you don't – if you feel Cedric Von Prahn, you know, might not quite be ready for some of the other things that come with that. I mean, you're kind of the captain of the offense to a certain extent with, uh, you know – kind of making the machine roll and that, yeah they're in charge of pointing out the middle linebacker and yeah. you know setting yeah i guess so well so you know and it might be how do, how do you feel about xavier trussell left tackle do you think that broderick jones is ready i heard he had a maybe a couple of rough patches during the, the scrimmage on saturday um you know you got some options you got some pieces to move around you, you see how everything works out and uh you know we'll learn more uh, about how that's looking, like I mentioned, with the Saturday second scrimmage. Carson Beckett appears, though, is your backup quarterback now. I mean, there's still a chance that something could change, but I understand he was working with the twos on Saturday. Uh, this doesn't still. change our question, though, right, about the first game. If, no, I think it does, based on the so? fact that we got Todd Munkin last week. Yeah. And Munkin uh, indicated that, you know, well, he said Beck left the spring as the number two, which mm-hmm. seemed to be the case, but I don't remember Kirby actually saying that explicitly. Um, and then it appeared that you know, Brock Vandegrift is your three. And, you know, he, he talked about how Stetson, you know, it's kind of a tough thing, how you're competing to be the number three now uh, when yeah. you were the number one for, for last year as the starter. So um, 
I mean, we'll see. Sometimes it's a gut instinct. I mean, you know, it depends the, the time, the situation, the score in the game. Do you feel better about, you know, do you say, hey, Carson's done it in practice. We prepped him for this moment. Let's let's let him roll if we need to. Or do you still feel like, uh, you know, the safe thing is, is to put Stetson in because he's done this before? Well, n- <laughs> no. I'm not saying, let's, I'm let's, saying that's what's in it. Let's in, be honest. Stetson had his moment. He was good for a few games. He's not your number two guy. And and you bring in a four-star recruit. I'm just telling you what Kirby, as the head coach, you know. I get it. What kind of things might go through his mind. I, I get know. it. I don't know. And uh, one, Brock Vandergriff from here in Athens or close by. I mean, as a five-star guy. So, you know, if, it, if worse comes to worse there, I mean, you have a pretty good. Now, the thing with, you know, with Brock is that he's still recovering a little bit from a knee injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where is he at and all that? All right, Georgia is number five in the AP poll um, this week, which is the same as the coaches poll. I had them at number three in my ballot. Hey, hey, that's a good that's a good time to plug this the to sign up for the Bulldogs extra newsletter where Mark posted his top ten in there, and you can see uh, exactly what he posted. Or you know, it's out there in Twitter. <laughs> it's out there in Twitterverse too. But. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's coming out on Tuesdays and Fridays. This newsletter uh, with links to stories. Try to give you a little bit of behind the scenes, little flavor, little personality in the thing. Uh, you know, can't can't measure up to Ryan's personality and uh, his uh, rapport there with Kevin in that interview. Because mm-hmm. Ke- you know, Ryan is more of a golfer than I am. So. Yeah, I still say, as much as, uh, you know, we cover Georgia and everything else, I mean, there's nothing like going to Augusta National to cover that event. All right, as I said, I had Georgia number three. Uh, you know what? I did a little bit of uh, second-guessing myself when I heard about some of these injuries in, in Saturday's scrimmage. Um, <clears throat> if I had already had to submit my ballot before then, but if I had a chance to that day, I might have put Clemson ahead of Georgia just because, you know, you get a little scared when you hear about Jermaine Burton was silent, I, although I think he's back in practice now. Uh, you know, Kyrus Jackson is still working back from his knee injury. In any event, uh, it will be decided on the field September 4th in Charlotte. Ryan, uh, who are you more excited now uh, to hear about uh, cornerback Kamari Lassiter mm-hmm. or linebacker uh Smile, Monday. Give me that pronunciation, guys. Smell, right? I don't, is it? Uh, let's look here. It is rhymes with smile. So yeah, smile, Monday. Smile, no, Munden. it's Munden. Rhymes with London, according to that. Hey, there. What are you doing? You're throwing around my media guy over there. Uh, smile, because uh, I think he's a he's a guy. Um, you know, top 15 recruit last year has a great backstory. Uh, and uh, kind of quietly, you know, just dominated in Pawnee County last year and, and the subsequent three or four years. So Yeah, he flashed at the G-Day game. Yeah, yeah. I think, did he play? I think he played. <laughs> I think, I mean, he's a guy that I'm expecting, you know, at least certainly on special teams, but but mm-hmm. I think there's opportunity there to inside linebacker to, to kind of carve some snaps out, especially, I mean, you know, these guys' clocks are running. You know, these these guys, these five stars are coming here. Yeah. They're here to play three three years and go to the NFL. So. Right, but I think also Kirby has that, that system lined up, and it's, you know, in line with what they did at Alabama, where you – you know, you can't have a guy come in and be scared to play a little special teams his first year. And then, you know, then you fall into Kobe Dean with another stuff. You know, you go Monty Rice and then the Kobe Dean and the Smile Munden, you know, and you just have that, what they call it, you reload, you don't rebuild. All right, Georgia got a commitment from Cole Spear, three-star wide receiver from Calhoun. Yeah. Is he the next Chris Durham? Isn't, oh, uh, is that the same school? Do they yeah, both go to they Calhoun? did go to Durham. Yeah. I mean, did go to Calhoun. You're right. Uh, I don't know. Hey, Chris Durham, underrated I, Georgia Bulldog wide receiver. I thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A little Matthew Stafford connection. 
Yeah, they were good buds. All right, last thing uh, before we roll out uh, NFL preseason. Um, Jake Fromm came uh, in the fourth quarter, helped the Bills to a preseason victory at Detroit. Uh, does he make the roster? Who is this again? I'm sorry. I was off in, uh, in pronunciation land. The guy's name is Jake Fromm. You might have heard of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what was he? COVID? Uh, COVID? Emergency COVID quarterback last year uh, was away from the team. In yeah, case, I mean. In case they had a situation like Denver did where they lost all their whole roster, right? Yeah, exactly. And they had to go with a wide receiver. Right. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, I've, all, I've never understood the NFL sometimes with, with quarterbacks and whatnot. I mean, it doesn't matter what he does in preseason. They have their plan. I, I, so I, I can't honestly tell you if he makes the team or not. I, he, he probably won't, to be honest with you. Practice squad, right? Uh, yeah, I guess he could be on that or just ship out somewhere else. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I say this. He should have come back for his final year. DJ Daniel released by the Jags yesterday on the same day Tim Tebow was. Uh, any other guys you're looking to see? Uh, you know, Will they make a roster? Will they not? Are, are these former Bulldogs? Oh, I, I don't know. I can't think of... Hey, what about your punter with the Falcons? No, it's like, yeah, I mean, sounds like he's the guy, right? I mean, they let the they let the Syracuse punter they drafted in like the third round go. How, how much preseason football do you watch? None. I, I look. I look at the uh, the like the box scores because I'm curious to see you what the see Georgia, Georgia guys, guys are. right? But yeah, I'm not. I'm not turning. I on. turned on about three plays in the Falcons Titans uh, scrimmage the other day, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> So I uh, I turned it off. I mean, it was nobody heard of. Matt Ryan's on the sidelines in street clothes. Yeah, that, yeah more, more and more. The, the guys that are legit, like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not playing much at all. Yeah. So, all right, uh, that's it for this edition of Bulldogs hey, Extra thanks to Pop. Kevin Kisner. That was fun. That was good to have him. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. Have a great rest of your week. See ya.